0: Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Well, good morning, Legacy Church family. We are so glad that you have decided to join with us this morning online I know things look a little bit different again, but um, that I, I know that that's okay. I know that whether we're all together in this building or whether I'm here and you're at home, it really doesn't matter because God still can minister. God can still take care of our, our problems and our situations, and I'm glad that you're here this morning. You guys look good, and I'm speaking prophetically this morning because I can't see you, but I know you look good this morning. Uh, I was going to bring my hymnal book up here this morning and sing you guys some songs, but... I would like for you guys to continue on throughout the remainder of the service with me this morning and not click me off because of my singing. But I know things look differently that right now, but um, we know that things will get back to normal. But we're glad that you're here this morning. Uh, before I dive into the message that I really feel like God's laid up on my heart today, we're going to take a moment and we're going to pray for some needs today. Uh, this morning, uh, I re- we received a text message from from Tracy Colvin, I know many of you guys know her, the Calvin family, that her mom passed away this morning. Um, many of you guys have been praying for her and, and we ask you guys to continue to pray for, for their family during this time. I know it's a tough time when you lo- lose a loved one, but we ask you guys just to continue to remember her and her family as they go through this time uh, of losing, uh, losing her mom. And the other prayer request I want you to be aware of is, um, I got a phone call this morning as well from uh, a friend of mine uh, who's who's their son was in our youth group when we were at life church the Norton family uh, Ernie and Retta their son Matt passed away early Saturday morning in a car accident I spoke to him this morning and they're 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 broken of course and so we want to remember them today in in, in our prayers and um, that God would just comfort them during this time, that God would give them peace through this time, and that God would just be with them as they go through the days and the weeks and the months leading up to after this, the passing of their son. So I want to take just a moment before we get into the service this morning and, and, uh, and pray. So if you would, just right now, right there in your own home, if you would, just begin to pray as I begin to lead us in prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we love you, and we thank you so much, God, for your peace that transcends all understanding. God, today we know, Father, that there's people that are hurting this morning. And God, as a church, we come together and we lift them up to the mighty name of Jesus today. And we ask you, Father, that right now, that you would, that you would wrap your loving arms around these families, God, that are going through this difficult time. God, your word says that as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that we have to fear no evil because you're with us. So today, God, we know that you are with us in our spirits. God, we know that you're with us. You're comforting us. God, you're loving on us. God, you're showing your mercy towards us, God, and we're so thankful for that. But God, I want to lift up the Colvin family and the Norton family to you this morning. We ask you, God, just to surround them today and tomorrow and the months to come, God, God, let them know that you're there. God, may they feel your presence, God, during this time, during this difficult time of mourning and we, and even weeping, God. We pray that you'd comfort them. And we love you and we thank you for that this morning. And we give you praise in Jesus' holy name. And everyone said amen and amen. if you're glad to be in church today, right there in your little comment page, right there, just say, good morning. I'm glad to see you this morning. We're glad to be together this morning, you know, this, I was just thinking on the way to church today that I just love how God just just sets things up and how God is just in the middle of, of everything that, that we go through. This past week as I was up here preparing for this sermon and what to preach, I really didn't know just how much this, this, this sermon was going to not only impact you, but impact others as well. I uh, took some time this week and I read through Psalms 23 as well as Psalms 91. And I just read through it several different times because of everything that's, that's happening in our world and everything that's, that's going on around us. And as I read through these two books, those two books just speak so much truth to where we are in our world today. You know, they describe God in a way that no matter how different our times may get, or no matter what happens to us in our life, or no matter what difficulties we face in our life, that as we as believers, child, children of God, men of God, women of God, if we would learn to put our faith in God like David did, we learn to put our faith in God like Moses did, and like those that have gone on before us, that those heroes of faith, as they learn to put their faith in God, especially during difficult times, that no matter what we face, no matter what we come up against, that that thing, that situation will not destroy us. You see, Psalms 91 really doesn't have a title to to that passage of Scripture, but as you read that Scripture, as so many churches have over the last three months since this this COVID-19 outbreak, this pandemic that has happened around our world, so many people have gone to Psalms 91 and just began to read it and began to stand on what God's Word says. Because if you read it, you get this assurance that if we, believers, Christians, would allow ourselves to get close to God, those that will dwell in the secret place of the Most High, Those that put their trust in God, that that we have this assurance that no matter what we face, that He's our protector, that He's our comfort, and that He takes care of each and every one of our situations. And so, I don't know where you are today in your life. I don't know what you're facing today. But what I want to encourage you today is this. Today or tomorrow, take some time to read psalms 23 and psalms 91 and and look at it through the context of of who God is in your life and understand that no matter what you face that as, as long as we're close to God as long as we're resting in the in the secret place in the shadow of the most high that there's nothing that God or that that this world that the enemy has, has set aside for us there's nothing that that, that will destroy us because we're Right there with God. You see, Psalms chapter twenty-three is is kind of known as the the Lord is my shepherd Psalms, and that's probably one of the most memorized chapters out there. You know, I've I've heard ministers and even myself have have used this passage of scripture to comfort people who were going through difficult times, who were going through personal trials, or, or maybe even suffering illness in their life. We 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 know that passage of scripture in our life. And what I want you to understand this morning is is this, is that it's more than just words on a page. But these words are speaking so much truth and so much comfort to those who are in need. You see, when David is going through, or what David is trying to get through to us this morning as we are about to read this passage of Psalms, that, that people of faith, that no matter what we face in this life, that God will never leave us. Just like the shepherd never leaves his sheep. You see, what I thought about was, what, what, who better to write about being a shepherd than the shepherd himself? You see, David understood the role of being a shepherd. He knew what, what had to be done. He knew what he had to do to make sure that the sheep that had been placed under his care those sheep were taken care of. So David begins to write this, this wonderful chapter from the side of a shepherd. So some believe that theologians and, and, and those uh, prophets are, are, are you know, men of God believe that, that when David wrote Psalms 23 that, that he was in the, in the area of called Maeheninem, and I'm sure I'm messing that name up this morning. But it was during the time that his army was fighting the, his son's army, Absalom. And the reason why they were fighting was because of Absalom's rebellion. So this was a very dark time for David as his army was going against his up against his own son, Absalom. And so this morning I want us to read through Psalms 23. And we're going to look at these passages, each one of these passages, and I'm going to share with you what I feel like God laid upon my heart as we, as we transition, as we go through not only tough times, but as the days come to when Jesus is returned, we know that, that things are going to get more difficult. But we can rest assured that no matter what we face, as long as we're in the middle of Uh, As long as we're close to God, in the the shadow of the Most High, that that nothing will destroy us. So I want to read Psalms 23. So if you have your Bibles this morning, just go ahead and open it to Psalms chapter 23. And we're going to look at the whole chapters. There's only six verses there that we're going to look at this morning. And starting with verse 1, this is what it says. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Pray with me this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time. God, as we dive into your scripture this morning, God, your word always speaks, speaks forth truth. But God, it always speaks it with love. And again, God, for those that are struggling this morning, those that are going through some difficult times in their life, God, I pray that, God, if we can just tuck ourselves away under Your wings, under the shadow of the Most High, God, we know that everything will be okay. And I pray for that this morning. God, I pray for these next few moments as I speak what I feel like You've laid upon my heart today. God, I pray that my words will not be my words, but they'll be the anointing words of God. To touch us in our hearts and our lives today, and we give you praise in Jesus' name, Amen. So, number one this morning, I want to share with you what I feel like God laid upon my heart as we go through Psalms chapter three or chapter twenty-three this morning. Number one is this: He sustains me. I want you to look at verse one this morning. I want you to look what David says right out of the gate. The very first thing that he says. As he begins to, to, to write this Psalms, this beautiful Psalms that's touched so many lives. It says this: it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. You see, I, I looked up the word sustain, and this is the definition of the word sustain. It says this: it says to give support or relief to, or then it goes on to say, to supply. You see, David knew as he was writing this psalms, this this wonderful passage of Scripture, he knew that in the middle of that dark time, he knew what was going to sustain him. He knew what was going to give him support. He knew his relief, where it was going to come from. He knew who was going to supply him during that dark time in his life. You see, David was going through a dark time But what I love about the beginning of this passage is this, David identifies who God is to him personally. He identifies who God is to him personally, because you have to understand that back in the day, kings were also known as shepherds. Why? Because the kings took care of their people. And you see, David, even though he started out as a shepherd and he went on to be king, you see, David was still a shepherd even though his title may have changed from shepherd to king because he was taking care of God's people. So in that moment, during that, tar- that dark time that David had, David was rest assured in his spirit that no matter what he faced, that God was going to sustain him, that God was going to supply him just like David had done in the past to the flock that had been put under his care. You see, you got to understand the shepherd becomes the support system for the sheep. Several times in Scripture, it mentions God as our shepherd. It mentions God being our good shepherd. It mentions God being the shepherd to all people. But what I love about this passage of Scripture, David takes it a bit further and he says that the Lord is my shepherd. Yes, He may be the shepherd of all people under His flock, but I want you to know that the Lord is my shepherd. Church, can I tell you this morning, no matter what you face, the Lord is your shepherd this morning. Yes, He's the shepherd of all of God's people, but He is your shepherd And so what you need to know and what you sometimes need to understand is you need to personalize who your God is in your life. That yes, He is a shepherd, but He is your shepherd in your life. You see, He sustains us. He gives me relief. He becomes my support system. He's the one that supplies my need. He's the one that I lean on when I don't have anybody else to lean on. You see, this passage is for the church, but I want you to know it's also for us as Christians to understand that God is our shepherd, that he is our sustainer, that he is our supplier in our life. And what we have to know and understand that we are in lack of nothing. Well, pastor, that's easy for you to say because you don't know my bank account or you don't know my situation, but I know you're God. I know you're God because I've been there. I've been there. He's my sustainer. He's my supplier. He's my relief system. He's my support system. See, do you remember the old song? I believe it was Bill, Bill Withers wrote, Lean on me when you are not strong. Then he goes on to say, I will be your friend. I will help you to carry on. That's who God is to you. He's your friend. He's your shepherd. And that when you go through difficult times, if you would learn to rely on Him, and if you would learn to lean on Him, you see somebody here today needs to to hear this. Lean on Him today. Lean on Him today. Because He's big enough to carry your weight. He's big enough to carry your burden this morning. And so if you'll just lean on Him, He will become your support system. He will sustain you. You see, when you and I become weak, He becomes that support system to us. If we would learn just to rely and lean on Him, He sustains us through all difficulties in our life. You see, Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 21, this is what it says. It says, For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. And then it goes on to say, They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet become... Swollen. <laughs> Think about that this morning. As the, children of, as the children of Israel was in the desert, they were never in need of anything. That God always supplied their need when they needed the need to be supplied. And that's what Nehemiah says, that He sustained them as long as they were in the desert. And that's what He will do for you and I in our life. Number two is this. He knows my need. He knows my need. Look at verse 2. It says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. Understand something. I want you to look at verse 2. The word says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. You see, sheep obviously cannot voice their needs. But what I love about the shepherd is, is that he knows when they have a need why because he's always around them he's always spending time with the sheep and so he knows the sheep better than anybody else does so he knows when they have a need teresa and i recently started watching this show called the cowboy way alabama and it's about these three cowboys who are in their 30s in the southern part of alabama they're cattle farmers and And they're always taking care of these cattle. And what amazes me is they get, you know, their transportation, of course, is horses because they're cowboys. What else are they going to ride? And so they get on their horses and they go out and they begin to check these cattle. And they begin to look at them and they can see where they have need of in their life. And they begin to take care of their need. Why? Because they are always around them. They always know what they need. And can I tell you this morning, God knows what you need. He knows what you need. He knows you better than anybody else does. And He understands you better than anybody else understands you. When no one else understands you, when your husband doesn't understand you, when your wife doesn't understand you, when your kids don't understand you, God understands where you are in your life. And He knows what you need of in in your life. You see, Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, this is what it says. It says, And when you pray, it says, do not keep babbling on like pagans for, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. But then it says in verse 8, do not be like them for your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. He already knows what you need even before you begin to voice what you have need of in your life. You see, what I've learned that, that sometimes the only way to, for us to get rest It's to place us in a position where we have to rest. You see, it says that he makes them lie down in green pastures. Remember last week I I talked about how sometimes God will allow us to go through certain things because maybe we've gotten gotten our focus off of him or maybe we've gotten away from him. You see, sometimes God has to place us in a position that causes us to lie down and to rest. Why? Because He knows what we need. You see, sometimes we're not just going to do it on our own because sometimes we're not geared that way. We're geared to keep going and keep going and keep going. But sometimes God has to place us in a position that causes us or that makes us, as as David says, that makes us lie down and rest. And so maybe for some of us right now, maybe that's what God's telling you is that you need to take some time to rest. Why? Because here's what happens is that too many times we will work ourselves to death. Why? Because we have a need. We will, we will worry ourselves to death wondering how we're going to meet the need that's in our life. And what happens is, is that we worry and we, we we get up extra hours of the day Maybe we go to work earlier in the morning just so we can make a little extra money to take care of the need that's in our life. And I understand that. But understand this. Sometimes that pulls away from your time with God. The most important thing that we need in our life is spending time in God's presence. is being in His Word. Why? Because that's what gives us rest. That's what rekindles the fire in our life. That's what helps us to be able to carry on when we feel like giving up you see when i when i sit down and and i begin to read the bible the first thing that i understand is this is that i begin that i begin to get really sleepy does anybody that, does that happen to anybody else it's crazy i think it's the attack of the enemy that when i sit down and i, I spend some time on devotion i get so sleepy But what I learned is that that when I spend time with God, is that it it replenishes my soul. It refreshes me. It it gives me rest. And sometimes that that He has to make us lie down so that we will slow down just to get rest. You see, I, I recently came across a book that was titled this, A Shepherd's Look at Psalms 23. And it was written by a man named Philip Keller. And this is what he says. He says, he says sheep, they do not like to lie down easily. And the reason why, and, and the only way that you can get them to lie down, there's four things that you have, that a shepherd has to do specifically to get the sheep to lie down. And I want to tell you those this more. Number one is this. They will not lie down when they are timid because they're afraid. They will not lie down when they're afraid. The second thing is this, because they are social animals, they will not lie down if there's friction among the other sheep. The third one is, is if flies or parasites begin to bother them or trouble them, they will not lie down. And the fourth thing is this, if sheep are anxious about something or, and are hungry, they will not lie down either. And what I thought about, man, that sounds just like you and I. That sounds just like you and I, that, that sometimes we cannot rest. Why? Because we have fear. We have friction maybe among a family member or something going on in our life or that we're being bothered by, or, tru- or something that's troubling us, we can't have rest, or, or maybe worry, worried about how we're going to feed this, or how we're going to take care of this bill, or how we're going to take care of this need. You see, we're just like sheep. Sometimes we worry, and we, and we put ourselves in fear, and all of these things, and it causes us not to have rest. And what I want to tell you this morning is this is that sometimes you just got to get away from that stuff. And you got to have time with God to rest and to replenish and to lie down and to know who your shepherd is and to know that He's going to sustain you no matter what you go through in your life. You see, the shepherd knows when the sheep needs rest and the shepherd also knows when the sheep need water. The third thing is this, He's my God. Verses 3 says that He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. You see, the shepherd is the guide. The sheep, you see, they don't need to know where the green pastures are. They don't need to know where the still waters are. The only thing that they need to know is where the shepherd is. You see, we don't don't need to know where it's going to come from. We don't know when this is going to, we don't need to know when this prayer is going to be answered. We just need to know where the shepherd is. We just need to know where the shepherd is. And can I tell you this morning, he's not far from you. He's not far from you. He's right there with you this morning. So when you don't know when or where it's going to come from or, or how it's going to happen, all you need to know is where the shepherd is. Why? Because he's going to guide you. He's not going to lead you down a path that's going to destroy you. He's not going to lead you down a path that's going to hurt you or hurt your family. He's going to lead you down the right path why? Because that path that he's going to lead you down is going to bring glory towards to him. So you just need to know where the shepherd is. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you why? Because he knows what's best for you. He knows what your need is so that you may be so that you may be able to glorify him. As you walk down the path that sometimes you don't want to walk down. But that's sometimes the path that God's called you and I to walk down. You see, Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 says this. It says, in the same way, it says, let your light shine before others. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven see, God is going to lead us. He's going to guide us down the right path. And if, and if we will listen to Him, if we will listen to Him and follow His directions, what I love about it is that the, that the, the light of God that's in your life will begin to shine forth out of you so that others can see who God is in your life as you walk down that path that God has directed you to walk down. You see, sometimes the problems that we face in life are the results of not following God's guidelines or not following the guidance of the shepherd. You see, if the sheep decides to go out and do their own thing, they're no longer under the guidance of the shepherd. But what I love about God, what I love about God and what I love about the, the good shepherd is, is that as that sheep begins to wander. He will go out and he will pull it back into the flock why because he has a purpose and a plan for that sheep just like you and I you see there's a purpose for the path that God has placed you on you may not understand it and it's really not up to us to understand we just need to know where the shepherd is because he guides us the fourth thing is this he's my protector he's my protector Verse 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice what it says in verse 4. It says, I walk through the darkest valley. Notice Notice it doesn't say that I will stay in the darkest valley. But there may be moments where I walk through the dark valley. Why? Because God is letting us know that no matter what happens, no matter how dark the valley is, that He is guiding us along the way and that He's also protecting us. We don't, we're going to walk through dark valleys, but we're not going to stay in those dark valleys. And you need to know and understand that this morning. That we may walk through it, but we're not going to stay there. You see, Psalms 18, verse 2, this is what it says. It says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock. And then it goes on to say, in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He's my protection. He's my protector. He's my safety guideline. He's the one that I I run to. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's the one that when I have problems, I can run to Him and know that everything is going to be okay. You see, when we're standing right in the middle of that dark valley, we have nothing to fear. Why? Because when you're in the shadow of the Most High, it doesn't matter what's happening around you. And what I've learned about shadow is this, is that when you, get close to, when you get close to God, He casts a shadow upon you. God is casting a shadow upon those who are close to Him today. And when you are under that shadow, when you are under His, his wing, He's protecting you. He's watching over you in your life. You see, David was in a dark valley when this was written. Some of Paul's greatest writings came when he was in prison. You see, David knew who his protector was when he was facing Goliath. You see, Paul wasn't in fear when he was in prison. Paul wasn't in fear when he was being beaten. Paul, or he wasn't in fear when he was shipwrecked. Why? Because he knew who his protector was, he knew whose shadow was being cast upon him during that time. And he didn't fear, neither did David. So my question to you this morning is is this, do you know who your protector is this morning? You see, he's the one that put everything into existence. He's the one that conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's the one that's standing with you. He's the one that's guiding you as you walk through that dark valley this morning or last week or when the next week, whatever, when that time may come. He's walking with you. He's that ever-present help in times of trouble, as the Bible says. You see, I don't have to fear trouble. Why? Because I'm in the presence of the Almighty. You see, a shepherd has a stick. And that stick plays two different roles. It's to fight off the enemy, but it's also to bring comfort to the sheep. You see, sometimes there's a, there, that being a shepherd, you have to fight off the, the enemy from attacking your sheep. But you also have to bring comfort to the sheep as well. You see, God is protecting. He's fighting for you. He's fighting off the enemy. But He's also bringing comfort to you as well during that same time. He's guiding us. He's leading us. He's our protection, but He's also our comfort. Number five is this. He's my security. He's my security. Verse five says this. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Verse, I mean, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 26, this is what it says For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. You see, even when we're in a great storm or even when we're surrounded by the enemy, He's already prepared the things that we need of, even in the presence of that enemy. You see, notice David's confidence, not in a moment of easiness, but in a dark moment in his life. Notice his confidence, even when he was in the presence of his enemies, his confidence was high. Why? Because he knew who his God was. Think about this this morning. Think about sitting down at the table around all of your enemies All of your enemies that are sitting down at your table this morning. But think of it this way. Think about even while you're surrounded by your enemy, God is preparing a feast for you even while they're watching and even while you're in the presence of your enemies. You see, in that moment, do you understand that you have security? Why? Because you're in the presence of God. Even though you may be in the presence of your enemy. You can feel secure. You can know where your security comes from. Why? Because God is right there in the middle of everything. No matter what your enemies are saying to you, do you understand this morning that they cannot touch the anointing of God? Why? Because you have the anointing upon you. And as the Bible says, that He has anointed you. Even when you're in the presence of your enemies, they can't do anything to you because you're anointed by God. He's your security. He's the one that takes care of you when you need it the most in your life. You see, God has touched your life so much that not only is he doing something inside of you, but the Bible says that it's overflowing out of you. Just because you're sitting at the table in the presence of your enemy doesn't mean that God has, has stepped away from you, but he's right there with you. God's good. His goodness goes on. It lasts forever. And the last and final thing this morning I want to mention to you about the scripture and what I feel like God laid upon my heart is this, is that he's my future. He's my future. See, verses six says, surely your your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And here's what a What's so great about that scripture is, is is that God's goodness and that God's love and God's mercy and God's grace is going to be with me as long as I'm here on this earth. But it will also follow me when I change into my permanent location forever. You see, we're just passing through this time. This earth is not our, our permanent location. But while we are here, God gives us his goodness. He gives us his mercy. He gives us his love. And he watches over us. And it doesn't just stop here. But as we transition on into heaven, whenever that day may come, it's going to follow us. Like the scripture says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. No more sickness no more pain no more dealing with the enemy no more dealing with difficulty that everything is gone he's my future that even though that our present may look may not look so good it doesn't matter because my future is so much brighter than my present but even when my present gets dim and dark that he's my goodness that he's my love and he's my mercy grace. Psalms 31 verses 14 and 15 in the New Living Translation. This is what it says. It says, but I am trusting you, O Lord, saying that you are my God. There he is again, personalizing it. You are my shepherd. You are my God. And then he goes on to say that my future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. He's our everything. So I don't know what you're looking for this morning. I don't know what you're facing this morning. But can I tell you, He is your everything. Every question that you have, He has the answer. No matter what you're looking for, He is your answer. That He sustains us. He's our protector. He guides us. He's leading us. He's everything that Psalms 23 says that He is. And no matter what we face, we don't face it alone. So this morning, I want to take just a moment again and I want to pray for you. remember who he is remember what David said the Lord is my shepherd that I lack nothing. he's everything if you would right there in your own living room just if you would just for just a moment just bow your heads with me this this morning. Psalms 23 speaks so much truth so much in just six verses there's so much truth and So much stuff that we can pull from that passage of Scripture. And I want you to know this morning that He is your everything. Dear Heavenly Father God, this morning I thank You for those that have tuned in this morning to to listen to this this Word that I feel like is from You, God. That as I was preparing this message this week, I really didn't know. But I just knew it was going to be for someone. And God, this morning as we, as we heard, God, that, that there's loved ones in our church that, have lost love, that has lost loved ones. That they're going through that dark valley even as we speak this morning. But may we be reminded that, God, that even though that we walk through that dark valley, that you're walking right there with us. So this morning for who needed to hear this message this morning, I pray that they would personalize this message specifically for him, that he is my everything. He's my everything. The Lord is my shepherd. God, just like the good shepherd always does, he always looks out for the sheep. And that is what you're doing for us today. The God that, that we learn to rest under your wings, under your protection. In the shadow of the Almighty, in the presence of Almighty God. Because God, that's where everything changes in our life. And God, I love you and I thank you for this day. God, I pray that you would be with us as we leave this time together. Keep us safe and protect us. Watch over us as we go about our business tomorrow. As we go about our jobs or wherever we may to go tomorrow. Just keep us safe and protect us. God, we love you, and we thank you for this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everyone said amen and amen. God bless you. We love you, and we can't wait to be together with you real soon. God bless you. See you soon. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events, and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 1030 a.m., or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.